Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Teas and Conversations where it's warm and friendly all year round. My name is Blessing. I am always fascinated at how much people have to say about the so-called taboo or sticky subjects but just never say just because they don't have a platform or due to the lack of conversation. So I am blown away by everyone's feedback and comments regarding the previous episode that brought October to a screeching end. (laughs) If you have no idea about what I'm talking about, please listen to episode 12 of this podcast. It's November. (laughs) It's November and I'm just going to go ahead and call it the men's month since no shave November is a thing anyway. Remember our month-long series about women turning 30 way back in September where women who have turned 30 or are 30 plus candidly and openly shared a few things? We're doing the same this month except we're doing it with a man and everybody said yay. The question is, are men too affected or gripped by the third floor overwhelm like the women? Conversations with some male friends reveal that the answer is yes, they do. Who else didn't know that men experience societal pressure based on the conditions and expectations imposed on them during their upbringing? Nope, that wouldn't be me. (laughs) Anyways, this series explores all that, charts about midlife crisis among men, and helps us tackle toxic masculinity among other things. But how have the men been able to handle these expectations and pressure and discard them to chart their own paths? How do you work on being your own public relations officer and spin these life changes and adversity in the best way imaginable? Today I speak to a friend of mine, Bob Mwesigwa, who I met on Facebook several years ago. Yes, I genuinely believe that some friendships can be forged on social media platforms if both parties are really genuine about what they are looking for. Let's go right into it. Please welcome Bob Mwetsugwa, my friend, who is an entrepreneur, he's a Christian in love with Jesus, he's passionate about travel, and he's also the proprietor of Rochin Safaris, which is based in Kampala. Bob, welcome to Tizen Conversations. Thank you so much, blessing for having me. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to be here today. We're going to have a good time. Okay, um, you're a Christian? Yes, I am. Okay, passionate we are, about Jesus. you're passionate about Jesus. Yes. We are going to open this conversation with a prayer. Would you be kind enough to lead that prayer? Sure. Okay. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you so much for today. I want to thank you so much for our listeners who are listening in right now. May you bless them, O oh Lord. May our words that we're going to speak, Father, may we plant a seed unto their hearts, O oh Lord Jesus. And may you awaken them, O oh Lord Jesus, in different areas of oh God. And may you lead us, Father. Give us wisdom to be able to speak. Use us. We're just vessels. Communicate through us, O Lord Jesus. We bless you. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, Richie is, is a Richie word for rock. Yes. Is, it, it, does that name come from your belief or spirituality as a Christian? Uh, when I was looking for a name, I tried different names and they were really not making sense. And here I, I, I went back to... To, to the source that is Jesus and I prayed about it and it was a Wednesday when I went for sale for fellowship uh, it just came mm. and I was praying about it I knew this is the name mm. yes. um, I'm opening this conversation with information I found online about it was entitled 30 things every man should do before turning 30 and some of the things that I found included Men before turning 30 should become financially independent. They should travel alone. They should learn to live with other people, get their hearts broken, etc. Now, these are things that are written by someone from the society we live in. Do you think that there are societal expectations and pressures on men and how? Uh, Yes and no. Uh, Because most of the men, they... They are growing up and they have goals, they have visions. You know, some people set their targets and and they're like, maybe before that I should have gotten married, I should have a job, uh, and in the, in the, you know, financially independent. But it's not always the case. Uh, I think a few, like 10% achieve those and 90% are still struggling in that area. So you find someone would have loved to 
to be at a certain level because we finish school and we start looking for jobs. You know, we're in a society where we are more of job seekers than job creators. So it, it means that the many campuses that produce, you know, a graduate every year vis-a-vis -vis the jobs that are being created or jobs that are being left by the old people, they really can't fit in those people. So you find there are many, many of them out there who are looking for jobs. They have nothing to do. They don't have even capital. Some of them, they can't go back and say, let me start farming because the land was sold to pay for their school fees. Mm -hmm. So they are tied down and they see their dreams slipping off their hands day by day and they become desperate. So to me, the pressure is high to well, some of those lads who are out there and trying to make it you know, happen in their lives. And a few of them are lucky that when they finish, they have people who connect them to jobs directly. They don't even go through interviews. They just show up and start working without even experience. You find someone maybe studied at discipline and they are at the job, they are doing a different discipline. Hmm? Why? Because they have someone in that area who can easily, you know, grab their hand and say, come on, we work together from here. Mm. And they are, we have a mentality of wanting white collar jobs, which has also spoiled our society. You find um, someone, you have maybe a shop in Chukubo, and you know this is where a man has been coming from. You should have bought a leaf. That's where now our brothers, the Indian brothers beat us. Mm. Because for them, they teach their young ones what they are doing that they, are, they can be able to take over even when they are off. Hmm? Mm. So you find you have a business, a family business, but for you, you are busy trying to be in someone's office. We are equipped to do that from a young age. I think, I think some of our families have struggled to have certain conversations with their children. Sure. I think we come from a generation where our parents, I'm not saying our parents were poor at parenting. Yes. God knows they did their best. Mm. I'm just saying that I hope we become better at communicating some of these things because we've experienced the world and now we know. So do you think that all this is a result of majorly our upbringing where professions have been put in place and parents want their children to be a certain thing? Mm -hmm. If you're not a lawyer, you're an engineer. If you're not an engineer, you're a doctor. If you're not a doctor, and do you think that this has contributed to all this mess that we see later as we grow older? Yes. Uh, somehow, because you find uh, how many parents would sit down with their children and ask them what their passion is, what they would want to, you know, uh, go ahead and be good at. Most of them, they tell you, you have to be a lawyer. The study had to be this, not study hard or discover what is within you. What, what you're capable of doing. Exactly. Yeah. Because once you're doing something that you're passionate about, you do it with a lot of love and uh, you know you put in extra but do you think that you went and studied because your parents wanted you to be a lawyer you can go and be a lawyer and say your degree is here then you go and pursue mine that's what most of us did <laughs> you graduate even in your graduation you're like daddy money thank you here's your degree i am mm. off to go and do other things exactly. yeah mm. but why is it that men feel certain pressures is it because by 30 you want to get a wife, get married, and then you can't marry if you don't have a certain amount of money in your bank account? And how can that affect you if your peers, uh-huh, because men never share some of these things. They yes. don't openly chat about these things. But what do you think is the cause of that? Why is it so hard, so hard for a man to open to his peers and say, but guy, I need help. Why? <laughs> I think most of it comes from the ego side of it. Most of them have ego and they they assume that when I open up, it's a sign of weakness. The, the pressure is is coming from a point of men, ha men have been designed in a society that they are the providers, they are the breadwinners. Mm. So if I'm not even able to to put a decent meal on my table when I'm just single, how will I put for two? How will I put for the ones who are coming? Mm. So you, you have all that. 
and if you're careful you will look into it and say you know what i don't want to be a burden to some people because the things of you know having kids and throwing them to your relatives relatives your throwing them to your mama and papa in the village for them to look after your your careless decisions i think it's not appropriate mm. yeah you should be able to say since i'm not able to do this let me first wait let me first adjust my life and see if i'm able to take care of someone's daughter then i'll be able to say okay let me go ahead and pursue someone so you're saying that you wish men could make decisions for themselves and not because of what is expected of them mm -hmm. not because of what their friends have been able to achieve because if you go by what your friends have been able to achieve sure. that thing that they say about comparison being the thief of joy mm -hmm. etc i think when you go by what your friends have been able to achieve and you look back on your own reflection it can do two things it can either motivate you to become better mm -hmm. but it can also be the reason for your downfall sure. um and so we are saying that men should make decisions for themselves if you go back home and you realize i can't afford a meal on my plate then you shouldn't be in a rush to go and pursue someone's daughter just because your friends are getting married mm. because in the in the end in the end what is going to happen is you're going to i'm sorry to say this but you're going to burden your friends to be able to <laughs> make your marriage work and then you're not even thinking what is going to happen after you know the wedding you're not looking at the the entirety of yeah, of your marriage yeah, yeah. you also end up still <laughs> yeah because you you have all the things taken care of and maybe you have access to some money yet you have a lot of problems what what will happen is you will try to take what is yours. yours yeah mm. and also sometimes as men you find there's someone who who has been working while you at school this person was working they're having their good time you also want to be at the same level with them i think it's what, what people say someone is having they are enjoying their harvest you still have your seeds you and you want to sell it to eat the capital you want to eat your seeds <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone said someone said and i don't know what is what is it about eating your capital but it is so nice it feels so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you eat your capital and guess what? Yeah. You'll be headed for downfall. Mm. So we, we need to be careful with the decision we make. Let us not bow down to the society's pressure. Yeah. Because people will tell you, get married. When you are going to get married, you're now 30. You're 30 plus. Get married. Find a woman. God Find. will take care exactly. of you. But I don't like that mentality. I'm Christian and, mm. and I'm sorry. I'm a Christian and so are you, but I want to pick your brains on that mentality of no, find a woman, get married, have children, and leave the rest to God. I think it's 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 not a a good idea. God also wants us to be able to to have plans. That's why it talks that's why even the Bible talks about you know having vision. Can you do what where is your vision taking you? Hmm? Hmm. Can you be able to prepare yourself before you go into you know because we know that god looks at the end from the beginning while we don't have the same ability so if you're able if you know you're not i'm not having um, my supper is black tea and a a and a chapati rolex is expensive <laughs> and a chapati so wh why would i expect to to bring someone then we start from there mm. Mm. No, let us be realistic and know that since I'm unable to, to, to achieve this, yeah. I will achieve it maybe in the next two years or yeah. three or five. Have a years. plan. Have a plan. Mm. Stick on it. And don't mess up yourself because most of the time we miss our better years in things that really don't count. And some of our better years are our 20s. I, 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 right our 20s and our 30s mm. i think that those are our most productive, productive years, years. Yeah. and they set us up for our 40s going on you mm. know mm. they are our most productive years so if used very well if used very well i think we can have better lives ahead but also i want to say that if you have messed up i always love to tell people that 
you can always start all over. There's a second chance. There's always a second chance. Yeah. Let's look at our 20s a little bit mm-hmm. and some of the <laughs> common mistakes that we make in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where you were when you were 25? Were you working? Were you in school? Uh, 25, mm-hmm. I, was, I was trying to, to maneuver around. I, I think I'd done with campus and because I've, I've always... I've always loved to business mind has always been part of me. So I remember immediately after campus, I had some some money with me, and I knew I'm going to eat this money and get that. So what I did, I went downtown. I would go very early downtown and get shoes, ladies' shoes, then bring them because I was staying in Chikoni, and sell them too. That I was at the hostels. No. Yes. At twenty-five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. And also, when I when I was when I was still at campus, I had uh, I had a telephone booth where people would come. It was. They pay to make calls. Yes. Oh, like was, the ones we had in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the small ones of the zero three nine. Hey, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I hey. think they were for MTN. So I had them. I had one at at garden pots, which one mm. at the entrance of garden pots. So people would come and make calls. I had someone there who was working. Mm. I would come in the evening, balance the books, buy more airtime, and you know make ends meet mm. like that until when one day there was a strike, and everything was vandalized and stolen. And that's how my but I was already thinking of Business. I need I need money mm. and if I need money how do I get this money then time came also uh, I think I got an opportunity I moved around supermarkets who wanted mosquito nets I would come to Chicago buy mosquito nets like maybe at 4,000 a piece I supply in supermarkets at 8k Sometimes at twelve k, then I, I come after a week or two to collect money. Then I make my balance and go. Then pay back the other person. It was about now trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. trust me with this much. I will go sell, then bring back. Mm-hmm. Then I will come. Then next time I will come back and do the same, do the same, do the same. So it would keep me moving. Mm-hmm. I would pay my rent. I would pay my other bills and be able to make ends meet. Yeah, sure. Buy a shirt and a pair of shoes. Hmm. When you mentioned when you mentioned um, buying shoes for ladies and selling to girls at the hostel, I remember the conversation you and I were having before we started recording. Um, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I remember when we were at university. There are girls who used to live with their boyfriends um, to cut to cut costs, yes. yeah. So you decide to rent one place, live together. But then the, the shocking bit of this was, some of these girls would go as far as having other boyfriends with money, just so they can be able to take care of themselves and their boyfriends mm-hmm. at university. And. In conversation, like sometimes you'd find out that the boyfriends, while they, they were unable to afford to pay the rent themselves, yes. they appreciated the extra money their girlfriends were bringing in. Mm. But then in conversations, you later learn that these relationships broke and then the men were, the boyfriends were always hurt by the fact that a woman was taking care of them, but also that their woman was taking care of them using money from another guy. I mean, it, it wasn't of girls taking care of them. It was about the source of income. But, but you see, but you can't cause. afford it, right? So your woman is devising means to take care of both of you. Uh, you see, when you go back like at campus, hmm, you realize that most of the girls are dating guys who are outside campus because they can afford their lifestyles. While you're at campus as a guy, <laughs> You can't afford your fellow campuser hmm? yes. because you are receiving pocket money, which is also not enough for you, and you have to share it with someone else. Hmm? So, all you do is chill with things, concentrate on your books, 
Because once you try to pursue someone with your pocket money, you end up not eating or going to steal. That's why some people end up going for betting so that they can increase their stakes and know that, you know, since they've given me a tuition of one million, let me go bet it so I can get three. And I have some extra change where I can take someone out and blah, blah. That is all the pressure of the society mm. and other, you know, students. You want to impress someone and you mm. end up making mistakes. mistakes. That brings me to another important part of this conversation. Um, I've lived with my parents before. Mm-hmm. As an adult, um, last year, when COVID hit, I decided yeah, to sorry, pack my that's, bags. That's the conversation. <laughs> I packed my bags mm-hmm. and went back home um, because I realized that I needed help, especially with finances, mm-hmm. because, yeah, I had depleted my savings. Now, the other alternative would be for me to take money from the men who had shown interest in mm-hmm. paying for my rent. Sure. But I also know that choices have consequences. Mm. Yeah. So I just decided to take what seemed like the longer route for me, which is go back and live with parents mm. and start this life all over again, yes. living with your parent. Mm. But I've also had people say that while that might be fair for a woman, it is ridiculous, uncouth and unheard of for a man to go back to their parents or to live with their parents at a particular age. At what age should a man live out uh, leave their parents' house? Uh, okay, first of all, I want to first say you you did the right thing and maybe out of ten, one or two will make the same choice like you as a girl. Right. Because most of them will be like, since I have someone who wants to take care of me, why should I go back? But you see, the person that is showing interest in taking care of you doesn't necessarily have the right in- interests for you. We, we all know how this conversation and goes, the, right? I give bre- you something, blessing, you give me something. for you to discern that is very important. And it, that's why I'm applauding you. Other people will take it on as, let me use this opportunity for these few months since someone is taking care of me. And of course, we know that it is of you know something for something yes hmm? yes and they will be comfortable being something for something because yeah. many of them are doing it mm. but for you you chose to do the opposite mm. and say let me do the right thing go back to my parents i can't be extending my body for rent mm. and some you know, some food at the table the truth is it's not even sustainable how long <laughs> am i going to exchange my body yes so back to the question um I, i'll use my example uh, I think after first year at campus, I didn't go back home. The pressure was real. They wanted me to go back because I'm still a student, but also I knew time was coming when I have to take care of myself. So this was the time to start now and see how it will work out. So I started um, having, I, I would, like I said, I, I would make my own businesses and make some company. So I started not going back home. Of course, some of my sisters were mad about it. I remember some uh, some words that came out was, uh, I may have gotten a sugar man who was taking care of me. (laughs) (laughs) Because for them, to them, I was was still very young, taken care of. Mm. And I made that choice of, I'm not going back home. Mm. So I went and rented a uh, a two bedroom in Chikoni mm-hmm. where I sub rented someone who would give me about 70% and I top up 30% and pay rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that for the two years until when I moved. Then also, I, by then, I had gotten used. Hmm? I would pay my rent, I would, you know go out there and hustle and get some money to clear some of the bills. And later they appreciated now. They are like, by the way, you made the right decision mm. for you to move and start taking care of yourself. Why? It came to me earlier that if I don't do this, I will struggle when I've grown up to leave home and start staying by myself. But through campus, it was like a training. So most of the guys, they really... They don't fancy going back home. Why? They have already had their independence 
and they are used of uh, maybe they go out and come back home late no one is asking you where you're coming from when you go back home you some homes they are, they are strict by this time you should be in the house we're closing the gates that's my home that's yes. my home it was very hard <laughs> <laughs> so with that pressure so of i'm used of this now i can't do this then when you're home of course you are expected to contribute something in terms of do some cleaning yes do something and some people want to go back home and just chill you know you are you have come in the house you are an extra head mm. you are an extra mouth mm. they're going to feed you you need also to show that i'm doing something mm. Mm. be relevant in the house mm. if it means maybe if you have younger siblings do something help them do homework uh, take them to school. Be present. Exactly. Be present and, and chip in. And it's something that I learned. Mm. When I moved back home, I knew for sure. First of all, I remembered my reason for going back home. And one, I also knew that I was there for a while. I wasn't there for the rest of my life. It was a season. Mm. And we Christians believe in the passing of seasons. But also, I had made the conscious decision that once you move back in with your parents, uh, you're an extra head, like you said. Mm be present don't don't wake up and stay on your phone until 10 a.m um don't finish eating and leave your food rather your, your plates on the table for mm. someone else to clear in my case my mom has a tendency of waking up earlier than all of us and then because we are home she's happy to have us she'll wake up and make breakfast for us mm. now that is something we actually enjoy and she loves to do for us yes. but then with time you also realize that if you actually woke up earlier and did this same thing for your mom, she would be pleased, you yes. know? She would be pleased to, yes, she would appreciate. And suddenly it just starts feeling like we are happy to have you back home as opposed to, eh, you know, the grumbling. The, <laughs> yeah, but but um, is there such a thing as by this age you should be out of home? It, it also comes back again to the parents that you have. Some parents are fine having you home and doing nothing because after all, you're their child. Mm. Mm. Some, they have difficult conversations to start telling, you know what, I think you need to start this. They think, if I tell my son this and this, my son may hate me. Mm. Mm. Yet, I think it would be the right thing for you to guide them and say, you know what, you can start a life if you're struggling somewhere, maybe you can chip in and help you, but try to be independent. Hmm? Because you're teaching them life lessons, life yes. skills. Yes. The things tomorrow you won't be there, but they will be around and they have to, you know, to maneuver through the, the ups and the downs, the waves of life that it throws to us. So, um, to be honest with you, I would, I would think if a guy is done with campus, if you're to go back home, don't be there for more than a year. It should be out. I'm going back home to, you know, to adjust and look around and see how life can start from somewhere. Mm. Uh, because now you're coming from campus and you need to take your stuff. If you, if by third year you have not figured out that by then now maybe I can, I can get like a small room somewhere and start my life don't be home for more than a year mm. because also you somehow like we have said your parents may not tell you but you pay a burden mm. you know we have paid for your school fees you're done going to school now what is expected of you get a job if you can't get a job start something People want to see you being active and they will come and give you a hand. Hmm? Yeah. If you see me yeah. trying to do, you know what? I'm back home, but I'm trying to start up something. Hmm? Let your family be your first customers. Yes. Hmm? yes. Do, 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 be creative. Uh, make some, some snacks. Don't, because another thing I'll tell you is, you know, like when I was at campus, mm. while I'm doing all this stuff, hmm? Some people are like, ah, man, we saw in town, you, you had some guys that you're, you're trying to help. If, if, if someone who's going to carry for me that bear of meats, hmm, I'll, I'll help this person put, put it on the head. Hmm? Mm -hmm. 
And the same people who feel, I can't do this, they want to enjoy your money. Hmm? <laughs> They're asking you, oh, give me some 10K, give me some this and this. Yo. But if you tell them, hmm, yeah. this is how I got my money, do you want to come with me? They're like, tell guy. So, people don't want to do casual work. Mm. They don't want to do works where they will sweat and they will be seen. Do, do you know the sad bit about that? Is the people you don't want to see you actually mm. half the time they don't care. Yes. They don't care what you're doing. They don't care what's going on. They don't care what you do for a living. In fact, they don't care. True. So the earlier people put it in their heads that <laughs> the people you think you want to impress don't care, mm-hmm. the, the the freer we shall be. We will be so free and live lives on our our lives on our terms yes. and do the things that we're supposed to do. Because the truth is, people don't actually care. They don't. They don't. You see, I so long as I've made my money in a decent way. Yeah. And it's my worry. Hmm? Mm. I I really don't if someone who who has just given that even the way i spend my money for sweating for it it's not the same way how someone who has just given a handout will spend it hmm? mm. i have a budget i have even a plan of this man will take me for this week after this time and i'm not saying that i'm going to be mean to myself or to mean to my friends but i know my limitations mm. hmm? If I go out, I know I can spend this much money, not more than this. Mm. Because if I spend more than this, then the next day or next week, I'm going to struggle. And you, people will tell you, ah, man, we went to San so he didn't give us the money, yet he, ha- he has the money. But I'm telling you, this money that you're seeing here, it's my capital. This is the money I'm going to use tomorrow mm. to buy ABCDA so I can go back and make some profit out of it. But for you, you're interested in me spending my capital on you. After that, you don't want to know. If, if a friend approached you, what are some of the things you'd consider worth mm. spending your capital on to help your friend? Uh, emergence. Emergence. Yeah, if there's an mm. emergence or maybe there's a, a life at stake. Mm. If someone is maybe going to, 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 to prison, and mm. they need a bail, I can do that and say, okay, I can go back and start from scratch. Mm. Yeah, you can go an extra for your friend, but don't don't go in all because sometimes you also, also something I want to tell you is as as also as, as we're grow, growing, we, 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 we start to learn how to save. If you have many friends around you, once you have money, you have a lot of friends because they know you're going to house them, you're going to do this and this. Hmm? Yes. But they are not real friends. Hmm? Yes. Even as men, as you go into your 30s, if you're still carrying a crowd of friends around you, you're messing up your life. By now, you should be having some friends that you put on your fingertips and say, you know what, this, this, this is my friend. The rest, we can always WhatsApp, WhatsApp. How, and move on. how do you what are some of the things you would consider in keeping your circle friends i mean people say you choose your friends and they choose you um as an adult as an because adult. The, you know there are friends we don't have anymore in our lives True. that we used to have when we were like 20 mm-hmm. yeah and they're they're just not there anymore True. either because they cut us off or we cut them off or just life life yeah mm. um to me you it's an area that you need to be careful about and i think me i I, these are things i put before god show me the right people because um i can look i can only stop at the appearance and you know the smell of someone is i don't know the motives i can't check the heart but god can do that and once you put it in prayer there's all how god can he can even bring some situation which can prove that this person can be there for you in the bad times and the good ones. Well, these are people they want to be there for the good times, times. only. Yes. And once you realize that, you need to add out enough and say, I'm sticking my guns to know this person is my person. Well, 
when you want to spread some news there are also certain people that you know in your circles you're like if you tell so and so yep you will have <laughs> told the whole world the whole world mm-hmm. yeah so and i think a friend is someone who can keep your secret yes a friend is someone who can be there in the bad times yes. not only in the good times so yes. that you can be able to celebrate in the good times and the bad the times bad, mm-hmm. yeah. so and those friends are rare and growing older has a way of uh, choosing the friends for us or sure. making us realize who those friends are. Okay, we are going to go on the other impact of um, expectations or pressures. I used to keep a, a big circle of uh, male friends mm-hmm. and it's, it's weird how they would have conversation and forget that I'm a woman amongst them. <laughs> so we end up having like real conversations so i know a thing or two of course they choose their conversations around me carefully but you realize that there's while we women feel immense pressure about marriage yes. the men have their fair share mm. of the same um their fathers want a specific woman they know actually it's mothers and their sons their moms want a specific type of woman for them they want a specifically educated type of woman for their for their son. Your, your dad on one hand is telling you you have to buy land before you get married. Someone else on the other hand, an uncle or whatever is saying, na 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 ma. You you will figure it out as you go. You have someone on this hand telling you, no, marriage is not supposed to be monog- monogamous. You don't need one wife, one wife or what. You're supposed to have like to enjoy. You're a man. You're a man. On the other no hand, offense. you have <laughs> no offense. On the other hand, you have your own beliefs telling you, no, I think I am okay with one woman, etc. What are some of those pressures that society puts on men in regards to marriage? Uh, of course, the pressure is there, and you find once once you you're thirty. Plus, they'll start asking you when are you getting married. Hmm? Of course, in twenties, you won't find people asking for the guy to get married. It's rare. Um, so once you clock thirty, they start asking you when are you bringing someone, when is someone coming. But again, it comes also back to you. How are you prepared to be with someone? And the pressure continues. Uh, only that uh, sometimes the same people are putting on pressure they'll ask you when are you getting married when you're having a conversation one-on-one they'll tell you by the way you need to get married once you feel you are ready <laughs> so they're also putting you on pressure because society puts them on pressure to yes. ask you <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you come down to reality they'll tell you you need to get married once you feel you are ready because it will be you mm, the society won't the be end. in your marriage or in your relationship so the pressure is there they'll keep asking you you know you're getting older you need to now the age you're coming in you're, you're going to some people tell you're going to pick your kids when you're oh i've had that you go for visitation day and people are like is that your dad or your granddad uh-huh. yeah yeah such a stuff mm. and of course everyone i think would love to give their children uh the best mm. uh, of whatever it is and you don't want to, to, to give birth for the nation and say after all there is UPE and UCE. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. USE. You, you don't want to do that. You want to be able to see your children grow up in a in a, in a decent society, mm. going back, going, having uh, bet, better health care. The goal should always be for your children to have it better than you did. Exactly. Yes. That, for me, that is uh, my mantra. It's what I walk by. Mm. My children should have it better than I did, especially if it's within my means. Yes. So in that case, it is hard. It is hard for you to sway this woman. I cannot be swayed and mm. about like pressures, external pressures. If I ever do anything, best believe I wanted to do yes, it. Yes, yeah? yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. And then, and then um, I promise we're about to wrap this particular part up. Mm. Um, there's the element on marriage. There's an element of like bride price. <laughs> I've heard men say... <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I've had some guys say, mm. Banak, I love my woman and all, mm. but like the amount of things their parents asked for, like way up there, like I, I love my woman, but that is way beyond. Mm. Which makes me wonder what goes on in a man's mind. I think to me, bright price would be, it should come as a token of appreciation, not a demand. 
uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say if if you come home to and you come and you're interested in my daughter and you want to get married, I'll ask you something that you can afford. Parents should be able to consider their daughter's lives also where they're going because they're going to start a family. Hmm? With you should that be able to support person? them. Uh -huh. Yes, not milk them. Mm. Now, you want to take from them and you expect them to start a better or decent family. So, if I give you all this and tomorrow you meet your daughter is still struggling, mm. will you ask me why is my daughter struggling? Because mm. you took everything. Mm? And they always look at the man. So, the man cannot take care of my, my daughter? Exactly. What kind mm. of man is that? And when, you, when, when, you're putting, when you're putting a price at your daughter, it's like you're saying, there is a price tag on her. The only price tag you should put on your daughter should be love. Preach. Allow this man to love her the way you would, the best way you, that he can, and the way you would love your daughter. So that tomorrow, your daughter is happy. Mm. Once your daughter is happy, you should be happy. Not of my daughter, I'm raising her, so she's like, I'm investing in her. Tomorrow, I'll get returns what, what, returns yes it returns <laughs> yes. on investment she's not yes. she's, she's she's not that she's yeah. more than that mm. yeah. so the more some parents come to know that i know that our daughters they need also a life do we need to allow them make choices and accept them mm. not you bring this kind of man and they're telling you no you can't bring this kind of man we want you to go with this person mm. they also have they have their beliefs they have they have their independent thinking mm. they have their choices allow yeah. them to have their choices and support them in their choices if they make mistakes in their choices come back and tell them we can start over my daughter yeah huh? yeah not of condemning them we told you you should okay. never go yeah. to this person okay. so i wish our society can come back to that level of not selling our girls mm. but embracing them and loving because they are so precious. We are not property. We should not be invested in like sure. that. There is no price tag. Mm. There is no amount of money you can ever pay for someone. In fact, there is no amount of money you can ever give to one's parents to take their in return for their child. Mm. Yes, I think that that's why. Now, to the last segment of this conversation and we call it a wrap. You've heard about the midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I put together something here. Um, according to Wikipedia, a midlife crisis is a transition of identity and self-confidence that can occur in middle-aged individuals, typically 45 to 65 years old. This phenomenon is described as a psychological crisis brought about by events that highlight a person's growing age, inevitable mortality, and possibly the lack of accomplishments in life. This may produce feelings of intense depression, remorse, and high levels of anxiety, or the desire to achieve youthfulness or make drastic changes to their current lifestyle, or feel that feel the wish to change past decisions and events. You and I had a conversation about this earlier, sure. um, and and you were telling me about examples of like middle-aged men who flock girls' hostels, you know, with a box of pizza. You used that as an example. I don't know if it's true to go and spend their time with a 19-year-old fresher mm. when they're like 45 to, to 50 years? Is it because of... Have you had these conversations with your peers? Have you had worry or fear of ever hitting this space of midlife crisis? Uh, I don't think Has it occurred to you? No. It hasn't. Mm. Is that because you feel like you already set yourself up did the things you had to do when you did them and now like you're good to go i i, I believe that um, some, some of the things that we end up into we set ourselves into them mm. sometimes knowingly or unknowingly you see when you like i said earlier i think in your 20s you're allowed to make mistakes hmm? do the mistakes and if you get the heartbreaks and move on, it's not the end. Mm. Uh, do also decent mistakes, hmm? not extreme mistakes. Be able to know that, you know, I can do this. I've maybe gone out. I know what it means to be out all night. I know what it means to 
have some kamane and spend it on myself and my friends and start over again mm. because you can always start over mm? so once you have gone through all that and time comes to settle down i think you settle and settle not wanting like to get married and still live like a single person mm? Mm. you have a wife because the society wanted you to have a wife you marry someone's daughter but you only see her maybe 20 hours in a week. You only come home to change and go back. You still want to be with the boys mm. and, have, <laughs> and have good good time with them. But not knowing that really you got married to someone. And if all of you, you come with the same belief of I also go with the girls and go with this person, it may not work for your marriage may not go a milestone. And talking about midlife crisis, I've seen people who go through it. And more, I think the, the reason why people go through midlife crisis is because there are things that they didn't do in their teens, things they didn't do in their 20s, because maybe they had strict parents or they mm. were strict on themselves. I have to achieve this and this is my goal. I want to have this by this time. Other parts of life, I'm not going to look there. So once they are coming to 40s now, they have the money that they want, they struggled for. They have a decent life, but something in them, there's a void that was never fulfilled. So they are like, why are these young people having life that I never had? So they want now to go back and Leave that tick life. that box yeah. that they passed while ago. About 20 years ago. Yes, now yeah. they want to go back and tick that box. And now life to them, they are behaving like teenagers. They are trying to befriend young guys so that they can get young girls from them. Mm. And you find a 45 year old in, in a hostel parking or inside the hostel. Mm -hmm. You that, meet that doesn't seem you meet this person me. and they are being mm -hmm. used by these young girls. Today I want to eat this and this. Can you get me uh, this takeaway from maybe CJ? And they are desperate for the attention from a younger exactly. girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Maybe they are they are married and maybe their wives are like they are no longer this attractive now want these young girls in their head. That's what they are thinking. But they end up now doing these extremes of let me go out and impress this young girl i will take her out i will do this so that you know they feel now young they feel loved because these young people are busy paying attention to them touching their beards mm. and calling them baby baby wow baby. what a wow my big <laughs> <Yeah>. baby <laughs> and they are there's a, a suitor of mine who was interested in uh, marrying me he mm -hmm. said um, and then one of the conditions was that I give up my, my news job. Mm. That was one of the conditions attached to it. What? Um, and one, he made it like, he made it sound like it was a, a goal of mine mm. to end up getting married to him. Mm. You know, it's almost like something is telling you, Hey, if you don't get married to me, by the way, other men, other men won't even give you the chance because of the job you do. You get the, you get the confusion mm. that man was about causing my life. Yes. Now, if I wasn't woke, and this is why I thank God that, like I told you, I am very hard to sway, because, and I think I th I thank God for the spirit of discernment. I know how to weigh and be like, well, this sounds like the easier alternative. This man has a great job. He has a great source of income. He can take care of me the way he says. But on the other hand, what do I want for myself? Mm -hmm. I am just 26. Why am I in the rush to go get married, give up my dreams, give up my goals, give up my career just mm -hmm. so I can become someone's wife? You people, there is more to life <laughs> than just... If that's what you want, mm -hmm. that's okay. Because there are women who want that. Yes, that's fine. I mean, if you're there and you're tired of suffering, that's kawa. But like, I mean, for people who are career driven, you should never have, as a partner, you should never have to put your partner in position to give up their lives for you. As men and in our 30s, and this is the, the state that we're making most important decisions, we're making investments, we're investing in our, in our lives, 
we're investing in in our emotional bit or bit we are investing basically in all circles of life and most of men they are settling in now this is the time to settle to get married and settle do not marry because they have chose for your wife and she was not a good choice if you feel this person you don't love her don't marry her because you're only going to make her suffer take your time mm. to me i feel it's better to marry late and marry someone that you love than marrying earlier and you're in a relationship that there's no love in it mm. you're only there for the sake of they wanted me to get married mm. Mm. yeah okay wow thank you so much um my parting remarks would be first of all that um i appreciate all the men that have come to the realization that being emotional or expressing emotions and having conversations does not make you less of a man i appreciate everyone who is taking an effort to fight this whole toxic masculinity of we are the macho men we are we are created that way um i also want to appreciate the men who have been support systems in our lives that goes for our fathers that goes for our brothers for our male friends and for our partners because while someone would say why are you thanking your father he's your father hey you have not met fathers who fathered children but the reasons some children don't even show up for family gatherings or go home for christmas is simply because of the toxicity in those families because of how they have seen their father treat their mother because of you know and if you've been a as a result of such a family and you're working on yourself because i understand that that can have consequences on children as well it damages children so the the, the hope with these conversations is that for us we should be better we have to be better people we have to raise our children better just because you had it rough does not mean you should pass the same wrath on to your children. Let's be better. Today's parting quote, it is not true that people stop pursuing dreams because they grow old. They grow old because they stop pursuing dreams. So anyways, thanks for coming. You're welcome. Did you have a good time? I did. Do you think we should keep these conversations going? It should keep flowing. Thanks for making the time. Um, if there is a bit of rain in the background, I would like to put this disclaimer out. We tried to sit it out and wait for it, but we failed because God's ways are not our ways. Mm -hmm. And so we make do with what we have and we consider this rain showers of blessings. Thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Let us know if you enjoyed this conversation. And if you want something to be discussed or you want to be a part of this chat, do send me an email to tittiesandconversations.gmail.com. I'll be happy happy to engage with you. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>